Oh, 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 here we go, boy! <laughs> At three of three season. So three, 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 three. Check your mic. <laughs> We're back. Mate, boys, what up? Another one. It's another one. Another We're one. loading the peeps with the content. There's a lot of Dropping content. in your ears. I mean, there's a lot out there, but we, after, cut, yeah. we cut the bullshit. After each episode, I'm just like... We missed so much, but we got through so much. It's I like, know. Whoa. I know. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, look, we have so much information to go through. I mean, we just need to jump straight into it tonight, I think. Let's do it. Uh, let's. But let's just, just tingle our taste buds. Yeah. As a class. I mean, we don't uh, normally start with the, the, the snack chat, but mm. just straight into it. Miles, yep. you're a snack chat this week. Yep. What do we got? Okay. So shout out to all the British pe- pe- fans. So I've got oh. Percy Pigs. Oh, Percy Pigs. I love them. Straight from the UK. I've never heard but of these them. These are Percy Piglets. What do they oh, look like? Little babies. Okay, so they're not actually like this originally, but they taste They've got the two different ones. One's yeah. in the shape of a pig. So usually... The other one's in the shape of a pig. That, the more solid part is mm-hmm. the whole pig face, and then these more translucent bits are the ears. So we should eat them together then. Yeah, do it. To get a true representation. That's very good. Hold this while little I... lollies for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. Mm. So they're yeah, made so... with real fruit juice. Yeah, that's very nice. Mm. Um, quite chewy. Mm. I'm gonna rate it quick. I'm gonna throw a little. Oh my god, what beer have we got? Kiran Ichiban. Kiran, Kiran Ichiban. Ichiban. Yeah, and so for the I drink, had this Japanese flavors. Kiran Ichiban. It's the original. That, Cheers, uh, boys, to the preseason. That Percy Pig is one of the... To us all drafting well. Most delicious lollies I've eaten in a very long time. And personally, I'm actually disappointed that when oh. I pulled this out of the cupboard, I thought it was the OG pack. OG pack. I have <clears> eaten <throat> them all, and this is what I got left. But they do taste similar. Mate, they're so good. I'm giving you an 8.5 on that. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. delicious. 8.1. Mm. On the lolly. On the beer, don't love it on first sip. No, try it again. It's pretty heavy. It is heavy. It's not a session drinks. beer. But if yeah, you're just having heavy. one or two. Actually, nice. yeah, I've changed my mind. I'll give it a 7.6. If you're having a bit of like sushi or some Ooh, you know, some Japanese food, yeah. it's really good like for a like a katsu yeah. or a fucking karate. Yeah, even like even something really like chicken teriyaki. It's Ooh. amazing. Okay, I'm down with that. Food beer. Heat, your rating? I'm not a heavier beer drinker if it is beer. So I'm just going to give you just a flat even five. Okay. That's good for just you. Just a baseline, wow. baseline wow. beer That rating. is flat. That is a flat rating. Yeah. I don't expect much from this guy. So with a beer. But I gave you good for the lollies. You did. You, know, you did. You've got to you know, recognize. Thank you. Thank you. got to recognize. Okay. Recognize. Speaking of recognizing, let's recognize some draft strategy. Ooh. Yeah. Let's open this pod. I just want to kind of get a vibe for what you guys are thinking. Yeah. Some strategy chat. I think, you know, it's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to you. Is there something you've got? Yeah. There's, there's many things that we can go over. And a lot of people actually say this as their last bit of strategy. It's like that last bit of info. But I like to say this as the first. Chill the fuck out, you know? Whoa. Don't get stressed. I'm chill. I'm and, chill. You know, don't, you know, don't get a bit, you know, as the players start dropping off, don't rush your pick and just think that you have to pick, you know, a, uh, a more... Scarier pick. 
Like a risky... Risky pick. Yeah. And risky on Just it. keep your cool. Do the numbers. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. That's been an issue before. That has been a few issues. I like that strategy. Just keep it calm. Just trust, keep it calm. Especially if you prepped. Trust the process. Trust the process. But then just take the new income of where things are gone. Yeah. In your stride. Can I, like I that. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So... You know, what are you focusing on? Like, how how do you create the spine of your team? Mm. Like, where do you start? What's your, like, first four picks? Like, what do you want to see? You, you, is that these days we've seen some defenders go fairly early. Is mm. that a factor in that spine? Or, uh, you know, what, what's, what's kind of your vibe? Yeah. Look, there's only three defenders that I would have in my spine. And that would be Trent, Trippier, and Robertson. Because I think Robertson is... He's going to have a better season than he did. Okay. Personally. Chili? Chili, yeah, possibly. Just the injury lo- risk is injury the thing. Yeah, that's not a spawn. Yeah, 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 true. Okay, I see what you're saying. So what, yeah. what does that look like, that makeup? You know, are you really focused on making sure you've got a good forward in those first four picks or, or in the first two picks? Or a really good mid because there's only probably a handful of strikers that, that are worth having. That are worth having and then yeah. that you've got to go for a mid. For me, I'm feeling that even less, I, if I'm early in the draft, I'm probably getting a striker mm. and then I'm getting two mids. Yeah. But if I'm later in the snake, I'm probably, I could potentially end up with two forwards and a mid or one forward and two mids. Yeah. It's more open, I think, when you're a bit later in the swing because you then still got options available to you. But if you're waiting all the way up for it to come back to you, mm. you're not getting a good striker and you're probably doubling down on mids. Correct. Okay, not I think bad. At the end of the first um, three rounds, you're most likely are going to have one striker and two mids. Yeah, like that—that's the majority. And then there will be teams that have, you know, like a good striker and maybe Watkins and then a mid. You know, there, there are going to be some, or they could have anomalies. Trent in there. There'll be one or team a with a yeah. Trent and two mids. Or exactly. Okay, yeah. I've got another one. Mm. Talk. Fixtures, how much does it factor in? You know, obviously there's teams with better starts to the season. I know Chelsea's got a decent one. I'm pretty sure, oh my God, I've just forgotten them. Yeah, Arsenal have got a really good good one. Yeah, Um, there's a couple others. You know, how does that factor in? I think that you've got to take it into consideration, especially this year. I think this year is probably the biggest year for, for the, you know, say the first 10 game weeks of the season. So if you look at, the overall fixture rating, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Brentford, Liverpool. They're the top five, mm-hmm. stra- you know, strategically. Yep. But in attack, it changes ever so slightly where Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton and United have the best fixtures. And then in defence, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brentford and Villa. Okay. So I really, really like picking a core unit from those eight teams. I think that's a really good insight to take. One thing I want to make clear as well is don't forget the long term as well. Mm. You're making strategic for a whole season. So definitely weigh in that strategy. But for key decisions in those very early picks when it's like um, your key core players, yeah, I think it has a little bit less weight. Can I, can I ask a Brighton question? This is specific. Mm. Brighton have Europe this year. Yeah. They've been very good, but 
typically teams that kind of start their trip into Europe tend to fade a little in the prem. They do. Uh, I'm not saying that we're going to see big drops, but we might see some decent drops mm. and maybe 20 points of those players that we value quite highly. You know, w- what happens for you guys in, like, say, those early fixtures where there is no Europe? Do you guys play a strategy where you're like, well, maybe I'll draft them and then try and trade high before they go into Europe? It's a good strategy, but just maybe don't get married to the player. Like if they do, like if you get Matoma and he starts like he did last season and he's just killing it, don't just get married because I do worry about the depth at Brighton and those key players. They're gonna be they're gonna want to play in Europe, right? And they're gonna rotate them. Yeah. Yeah. So And they've not been shy of rotation before. No. You know, that's only gonna be heightened. So yeah, okay. All right, one last question. Unless there's anything major that you guys want to point out, but I just have a question about you know, for those people that uh, listen to our podcast but they want a little bit more information, um, you know, we as draft players don't typically always have the best knowledge that's catered straight to uh, the draft game. You know, Draft Boys is a great outlet for that. But how do you guys interpret the budget information and apply it to draft? Yeah. So sometimes you need to look a little bit deeper because – budget obviously they focus on a lot of players that you just can't have them all you know it's not we're not playing pokemon here right you can't have them all <laughs> yeah so i i just like to and it's very much catered to what can you squeeze out of your budget to fit players in it's like who's a good 4.5 defender yeah as opposed to just generally who's a solid player to have regardless of their price yeah um, I think that even that goes to another thing just about risk. It's like in draft, you almost it's like it's like the kiss mentality. Keep it simple, stupid. You don't want to have too many risks, especially on draft night, because if you have say four players that are injury prone and risks of rotation, you haven't drafted well. You know, we've found historically that if you just keep consistent performing Premier League starters that you're going to be, you know, in the top three more often than not. Mm. And we especially look at, um, we're kind of moving away from your initial question, but Mm. we saw in our season last year, we hardly had any of our drafted players left in our team at the end of the season. So that's where it comes back to your point there of like you got your few key, which are your like strongholds for the season. And then a lot of it can come into how you manage pickups throughout and trades. Some leagues, obviously, that are very low options on the waiver wire might have more consistent teams because mm. trading is hard. Um, but that's a good thing to remember too. Like some of those picks are not going to be forever. And if you draft well, like we saw with our league leader who finished um, in, in first, he had about six or seven players that he drafted he in his team, which is almost unheard of. It's crazy. You can, win, so, you can win the league in, in the draft. I mean, everyone knows oh, you definitely it. definitely can. Yeah. So if you draft well and get a little bit of luck on your side. <clears throat> and just to close out your question for looking for insights, I just be- stay away from anything that talks about, you know, the price variation and really bucketing players and thinking they're stuck in that level yeah. of that price. Like look at the other line stats, like pull the stats out of that, of like the fixtures or the quality of the team and their defensive capabilities or their attacking threat. And budgets so often talk about fixtures like because they can obviously flip teams, flip teams and change it very quickly. Um, you know, like 
for example, you know, that might be a lot of them look at those first six game weeks and look at the season ticker and all that and they just go, oh, this player's not worth having because they've not proven da 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 yet. Well, that's not true for draft. No. You know. It's a long-term game. Exactly. You've got to look at the whole picture and you've got to look at the value of that player and we don't have the luxury of being like, oh, we'll just pick him up later. Like, you've got mm. to pull that trigger. Yeah. You know, and you've got, to, you've got to back yourself and do your research and look at those players and think, will they over the season be a good player? And I think that there's a big thing to do on form. Like what I mentioned before with, where this year may be the most critical year to actually look at the early fixtures for draft because we've got, we've got three we've, – we've actually got four of the big six teams in all of those stats that I said in, uh, in best defense, in best attack and overall – with, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Man United. Like, that's almost unheard of that this that's happened before. So I think that this is why we've really got to look at those those early fixtures this season for draft in particular. Great. Good answers, boys. Have you oh, played this before? Have you done this? Oh, oh, it's only the uh, 12th year, actually. Is it played. 12? This is 12 yeah. that we've played. Ain't no thing. And just to update the new listeners, we've um, we've been playing draft for 12 years. We used to play on spreadsheets of and course. a lot of arguments with a lot of additional rules. Yeah, yeah. But we used to there. source all the points from the FPL site. And just update them all on spreadsheets. Yeah. We had super subs. We had... Photoshop team sheets. Photoshop team sheets. We did. Those were so good. We had a lot of, um, you know, we only had a certain amount of trades that we could do and we could trade for trades. Oh, remember? that's right. That was players. It was, it was oh, my God. Time. And loan deals. Remember the loans? loans. I was like, oh, I'll loan you a keeper for I this week. I do miss loan deals. Yeah, they were good. I think they'd still work. They do still work. I think they would still work. I, I don't know why that went away. Yeah. I think it went away a bit because we went down to a seven-man league. And there was a when lot we did of fights. This. Well, there was no need. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. There were a lot of fights. And there was no, like, document we were using on the reg to post yeah. things. Yeah. It was crazy. Was, it was crazy. There was betting, betting for players. That's disgusting. <laughs> that still should We've be come banned. a long way from that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk defenders. Now yeah. we don't, you know, we we don't want to skip over defenders. And yeah, I think we should let's start at the top. Alexander Arnold. Oh, he's fucking expensive in budget this year. Did you see his eight mil? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And the thing is, he didn't even have his biggest haul. Yeah. I don't know why they did. I think they were expecting him to play in that same position again. And I guess that's why I wanted to bring him up, Heat. So he did not have a great season until that happened. No. And now that they've got a bit more depth in that uh, midfield, you know, what? how does he fit in now? He's not going to be playing in that same role. Yeah, he's still going to be the right back from what we understand. Okay. And in the attacking phase it seems like they're going to continue that element of where he pushes into midfield during attacks mm. from what I can tell at this stage there's still a bit of talk about will he maybe take one of the defensive mid roles who knows yeah but I think he's still just as valuable as usual despite um, his return last season because the reason it wasn't as sexy is because of Liverpool's clean sheets yeah. So he only had one less assist last year than the year before and equal goals at two, but he went down from 18 clean sheets to 10 clean sheets. Wow. And that's because Liverpool were just trash. Yeah. So if the team can collectively come back from that, 
40 play with a better midfield. That was a huge issue last year. Fresh legs. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, importance now being thrown on Trent and both VVD because they're the new captain and vice captain of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent's a vice captain? Yeah, Trent's wow. vice captain, which is huge. That is huge. So I am expecting a more consistent season from him. Yeah. Um, what about Robbo? Let's, let's, sorry to transition so no, quickly, no, but let's, 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 let's cover him while chat, we're there. Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> both, I mean, we can lump, lump Virgil and Robbo into that, this same chat. They were obviously both very affected by the clean sheets. For me, uh, one of the things I noticed that with the way that Trent was allowed to get forward, Robbo suffered mm, because he definitely. had to stay back. So he didn't get the same attacking opportunities. Now, if they go back to a more traditional way of playing mm-hmm. in this new setup, we could see another spike from Robbo. He could get forward again. I mean, he definitely wasn't having a good season, but really no one in Liverpool's defense was having and a good season. And those clean sheet. Like, that's a huge part. Again, Robbo last year had no goals but eight assists. That's, you know, two, three less assists and three less goals. Not huge drops, but again, it's those clean sheets, 17 down to nine for yeah. him. That's where the points drop is. So it's he's still influential in attacking mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely up there. Maybe not as high as he used to be, Yeah, um, but it's still a very good pick. Okay, I want to move away from Liverpool now. I want to talk. Let's talk Trippier. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I was going to say, oh, let me do a little preamble. I was going to say the highest defensive scorer in the league, yeah. 198 points, 38 starts. He played every game after having that injury. He played every game. Do you think he can do it again? That's my biggest question, Mark. Combo of Champions League and doing it again at his age... Not not to that level. He no. got thirty nine bonus points. I know it like was that's crazy. almost a quarter of his. And he points. really did drop off towards the end of last season. Admittedly, yeah. it was the entirety of Newcastle's defense that wasn't as solid yeah. throughout the beginning. Yeah. Um, I actually have not got a lot of information on what they've done to create more depth there. I, I don't think they've signed any defenders from, no, from what so I've seen. They've obviously got the classics, Shah, Botman, um, Burn. Burn, Burn, you know, and Trippier and... Um, fuck, who's on the other side? Target. They Target. 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 Yeah. I think they will again be defensively strong as a team. They've proven they've got that in them. Um, I think maybe... I'm actually feeling a little bit more confident than I just said a couple of seconds ago that he might not do it fully that again but I still think he's a very strong pick yeah. but like 198 16 though. clean sheets yeah 198 is pretty um, that's pretty, pretty it's going to be high. high it's going to be high regardless I, I mean he did only get... score one goal which I think he can manage more than that especially yeah. with his free clean kick sheet. ability yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think he's going to score 150 I feel like some people might pull the trigger and pick him like very early yeah that I, I think he's going to be that classic one where yeah someone goes, someone goes like, and everyone's like Someone goes back into first round. Like I'd like like Tim. Yeah. Tim, if you're listening, don't pick up trips. But he still is a good round. option. Like he's if you're getting one fifty, then that's higher than a lot of mids that you can Oh, hundred percent. I just don't think you should go in the first round. Yeah. Okay. Now I mean we could talk about the rest of Newcastle's defense, but a lot of that their points were very based off clean sheets. Yeah. Uh Shard did have a decent amount of uh, attacking potential. Mm-hmm. As well, but uh, yeah, I think you know you can expect to potentially see 
roughly the same amount. Again, they have Champions League this year. Maybe we'll see a dip towards the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, that should be something you've got to be wary of. But I don't think you have to worry about that at the very beginning. You know, mm. you can trade them away or drop them. So for now, you should treat Newcastle's defense as it was last year as a pretty good asset. Yeah, agree. Okay. We're moving fast here, boys. Let's move on. Let's talk United. Yeah. Some question marks in defense here. Uh, I want to start with Shaw, who is probably the best pick of the bunch for their defense. Had 124 points last year, 30 starts. He only scored one goal and four assists, but they did manage 12 clean sheets. And United had a really good defensive record towards the end of last season. What do you guys think about Shaw? I think he's a solid pickup. I also really like Juan Basaka this year as well. Really? Because I've heard stuff about him being... Really? Not I, loved. What, are being kicked out or... I don't know. Not, like I don't know. Every year I think this chat comes mm. up. But mm. I, don't I don't know. know. What you think Dallow's going to play? Dallow's played not as many preseason minutes, but I've heard that he, when he put the last game he played very well. Yeah. But I still think that... One Basaka is going to get a good look in. Okay. I've been hearing some things, actually. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Martinez, I think, is just a really, really solid pick for for in the center. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the issue is, what are they going to do about the center back shortage? Right. Because, well, Varane has already... They've just looked after him. He's not. He's got some little knock or injury. Right. Um, please go and investigate that because when I read it, it was very early. Mm-hmm. Um, so they there was no real information about it. But Shaw was coming in and playing at left center back a lot of the time and that was affecting his points. Mm-hmm. You know, there's talk of Maguire not being there this season. Yeah. Well, after what Onana has been saying to him on the pitch. Oh, really? Yeah. And they had a massive did go. Have a blow up. Oh, massive really? Blow up. I didn't yeah. see that. He was yelling at him. I guess that's another good point. It's a good segue, Onana, mm. because there were quite a few mistakes from De Gea last season. If there weren't as many mistakes, there's a few concerns as well about Onana. Because he plays a lot more really? aggressively with his feet. Yeah, he he, and he's, he can make a good mistake as well. And there's been, you know, a bit of few comments about how, you know, De Gea is a very high-profile keeper and a lot of mistakes got really highlighted. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to actually see. But that's People don't think he's as good as keepers, De Gea. So. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's going to be really keeper. interesting. And that's what happens when you go to United. You get scrutinized a lot. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I think you better say you get screwed. No, no, no. You <laughs> get, get screwed. I mean, look, it's, it's had a lot of teams, but, you know, if you play for United, like there's always so much fucking debates. There okay. is. There All right, is. let's get off United. I'm moving quick here, boys. Let's punch through. Yeah. I want to talk Chelsea defense. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think yet again, we're always talking about Chilwell and James. Mm. It's likely that Pochettino will go with a four at the back system, which may see them not get quite as far forward um, as they would have in that three at the back system when they would just Mm. get crazy um, high up the pitch. Mm. But in saying that, Pochettino has produced amazing fullbacks in his time. Um, remember Danny Rose went into crazy form under him for a bit. He had Trippier. It's another player that was like went nuts under him as well. Um, 
I'm struggling to think of the other ones now. I had the names written somewhere. But anyway, there was like four very good. Oh, I had Carl Walker for a while. Oh, Carl Walker too was another one. So a bit before Sesson Young as well. Some pretty pretty good consistent performances from fullbacks mm. there. So maybe, you know, we don't have to worry too much about the loss of them. But what are you guys thinking? For me, I feel like they're lower in my defender priority list than they probably would have ever been. Yep. I see that. Historically in drafts, you know, approaching a James or a Chilwell would have been very kind of early for some picks, potentially like third round. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm prioritizing defenses of more teams mm-hmm. and staying away from the name or prospect of them being a wing back. Like I think there's, a, yeah, look, yeah. I, I think that they still need to go relatively middle of the draft at some point. Um, I will say before we move on from Chelsea's fullbacks, um, just as a little side note, we all know that Reese James is kind of made of glass. So when he does get injured, there's a really, really good um, attacking replacement in um, Gutso or Gusto. Gusto, yeah. So he could be like a, a like for like when, when, when James gets injured. And you've just made a new signing, I think, from Monaco maybe? Marseille go through. Yeah, it's not fully through it's yet. Looking, I very have likely. his name here somewhere. No, I don't. So but yeah, very so likely to add more depth. Who's going to play next to Tiago? You know, we have got Badia Shield, Chalabar. Badia Shield's injured, uh, and we've got what's his face Fafana injured again as well. Injured. As well, this this other guy from Monaco. Oh fuck, what's his oh, name? I wrote Diassi. it down. Today. The sassy, sassy, yeah. The sassy. The sassy. I'm just going off what Hito said. But yeah, uh, yeah. look, we've, we've finally signed someone to kind of shore up that. Now, we've also had injuries to Chalabar. He might move away. There's a lot of, there's a lot of movement potentially happening in Chelsea's back line. There's I think Cook- Cucurella as well. I think that's why we're talking about mm. – but that's why we're talking about the wing backs because – doesn't necessarily rely on the clean sheets because I think with Chelsea, it's going to be a lot of changes and we won't know for sure who's going to be nailed on for starting at centre-back for a while. I definitely think Chilwell, it was, it's his spot to lose. Kukurea, I mean, yeah, he's maybe better defensively, but unless I, we play a back five. I just know, think yeah. Chile is going to be Poch's man. Like I think he's going to be really good. I mean, I'm sure he's going to love James too, but... James has to be able to manage to string 10 games together. So for me, Chile has looked actually better in terms of fitness levels. And for me, I think maybe Hito, you were bundling them together a bit too much in terms of that injury proneness and all that stuff. I think Chile does rise actually above James in this situation Mm. where in previous seasons I would have said it was the other way around because James is insanely talented. Yeah, But Chile you know, year in, year out, gets in that box regardless of injury, regardless of anything and gets like really high goal involvement and stuff like that. Does, so yeah. So I think maybe Chile is going to oust James this year for in terms of he'll go earlier mm. or he well, should. Let's just make a decision just so that people know where we stand. Chilwell or James, who are we renting? Who, who, are, we, who are we renting? <laughs> who are we drafting higher? I uh, off off that solid pitch. I would go Chilwell. I, I think Chile. Yeah, I respect the pitch, but and prepare I to be burned. Yeah, I, I'm still going James because 
I think James with the captaincy, he's, um, his mental game is just so much better, which I think will affect his physical performance. And I think that he's going to really carry this Chelsea team. Look, and that could very much happen. Yeah. But with the information we have in front of us, for me, it's sure well. Yeah, and I love it. I agree. Okay, so look, we, we'll we go through a few more here. I think we should talk Arsenal defence because they've made some signings. Mm-hmm. Big issue for very them. Very solid last year with returns. And big issue for them last year was depth in yep. at the centre-back role. When Saliba went, they had to bring Rob Holding in and... It just went it to shit, went shit yeah. you know. So they've brought in Timber this year uh, who can play, I think, on the right side, right back or as a centre back. Yep. So he's kind of good back up to White and um, and Saliba. And Gabriel. The question is well, who's yeah, going to get the them. start, isn't it? I I still think they stick with the same back line. I think Timber is, is a good backup, but backup. Yeah. They ha- I, he- I hear that Zinchenko's injured as well. I don't have that information. I've I've heard that he's injured. At oh, the okay. I, yeah, I just don't recently, have that. just today, I heard. Yeah. So look. Anyway, if we're talking about the uh, defenders, Gabriel has to get a really good shout out. 146 points, 38 starts. Like, wow. He was pretty bulletproof last year. 14 clean sheets, which obviously dropped off when Saliba wasn't mm-hmm. there. Mm. Now they've got Rice in front of them protecting them as well. I think they've got a really strong chance of being, again, as strongly performing as last year. Exactly. And it might take some time for Rice to kind of figure out his role in that um, team and do the job he's got to do. But if they tick along anything like what they did last year, they just have more depth, yeah. which is which for me was the issue last year. Yeah. Saliba went and it literally the whole that's when they went through their whole patch and like, we'll come to it when we hit goalkeepers but there's some developments there too yeah I did see some about yeah, that so okay wait don't get into goalkeepers but yeah but a little teaser but I'm feeling good again about them as a team and picks like I'd be picking an Arsenal defender over a Chelsea defender oh yeah because they performed for the first oh, three quarters just, of the season 100% and, just you know, to help it kick 100% okay so uh, there was one. Oh, I don't really want to talk about city defense. We well, it, they're a hard one, aren't we they? Have to, we like, have to. do we have to? I find it very hard with them. Like, they are consistent, but um, you know, they're not the highest scoring defenders since Cancelo got ousted and probably won't come back again. Yeah, yeah. they're not in the top defenders at all, and they really had a knack There's of a lot like of conceding the first chance that that was given on the goal. So they like they didn't concede many shots, but mm. usually the, the first shot that was taken on their goal went in and like there was some criticism of Edison of about that and I don't know. Look, but the thing is though they're so highly rotated. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a good chance that the Croatian um center back uh Gavidol so this, oh yeah, 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 could come into that team mm. and maybe fix some of those problems, and we could see better performances. But I just think that like we're still going to see a lot of rotation in that team. That is, a, yeah, it's Pep. And there's question marks too. There's there's been rumors for a long time of um I think Bayern wanting Kyle Walker. They've quietened down a little bit, but there's also they want Cas they want uh, Cancelo out, and there's not much chat about who else is coming in except for this Croatian guy. So yeah, on, I worry about wing back replacements. Yeah, me too. I don't know, and I don't know why I'm not hearing more about 
them. You probably see Ake actually get some more minutes because yeah. he can play out on the right as well, I believe. He has been playing yeah. there, I think. Do you guys feel stronger about them this coming season than last? Like that they'll be better? Yeah. It does, for me, it pivot. It's It does, I mean, look, maybe there's some luck involved in terms of that crazy stat about them conceding the first goal, the first shot or whatever that is taken on their yeah. goal in the game. Mm. Like that probably should improve and with Garvidol, like that is one of the most highly rated center backs in the world right now. It'd be hard to think that that wouldn't improve. So, but I still think that they are going to have the same city problems that they always have, especially in the center backs that they're going to be rotated. You know, how many have they got? Like fucking Stones, Akanji, Ake, Diaz, Diaz, Laporte. and Laporte, which who might move away, and then Garvidol who comes in. I'm probably saying his name Just wrong. It's a team of center backs. I, I actually think Diaz is probably your best pick. If you want to, if if you're going to draft a city defender, I, I'd I'd like Diaz. But they're just not like other defenders. Like no. they're just not like other teams. The one that plays every single game. It, you're gonna you're gonna see that a lot more from players like um, Gab- Gabriel. Mm. You're just not gonna see those kinds of returns. Yeah, I don't. Silver. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, look, let's go for some more outsider ones. Ben Me. Ben Me. Oh boy. Fifth highest uh, scoring defender last year. Yeah. Brent, 37 starts, three goals scored, two assists. Fuck, he killed it. I just worry a little bit if Raya does go. Because yep. if he I'm, goes, I, I think that, that that defense, which has been really good historically in the Prem, their value drops significantly. I, I think it does. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah. he is there at now, so we'll have to take it for At face value. Face yeah. value for now. So. But just be wary of getting caught up thinking that they're solid yeah. starting players that you'll just get 110. Aya you know, was really, really good. Obviously, yeah. Henry was fantastic last year as well. Pinnock. They had a good season. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if they can back that up, it's going to be a big, big deal. But yeah, me, me still has, he's pretty much always been a solid guy. Like, yeah. We, there's a reason he's a favorite of ours and a fan and favorite the pitch of the as well. Yeah, he's of course. a solid guy. You, you'd oh. have a few pints with him. Oh, you would. 100%. Anyway, look, I, I want to move away from their defense. I want to talk a little bit about Brighton um, mm-hmm. because, again, rotation, you know, they're probably going to be under a bit more pressure this year. Estepinion was, in my opinion, very good last year. He <laughs> was very good. Uh, 128 points, 31 starts, one goal, seven assists, 10 clean sheets. Look. I think he's still going to be a very good option because he's a wing back. He's fairly attacking. And he's favoured. You know, is there much competition in his role? No. I think he's probably one of the players that I would consider might get a similar haul. Maybe similar, yeah. Maybe just... I. I think it's going to be hard for Brighton personally, but yeah, I think you know him and Dunk are really, really good options for Brighton defense. If you can nab one of them, I, I'd be happy. They're always pretty solid, yeah. And you can you have a lot of flexibility with defenders mm. once you've got like two really strong ones. Yeah, you have so much flexibility to draft or not draft like play for people in yeah. and out. Mm-hmm. There's always options out there for just a solid defender option. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's a good thing that you just said, just which goes into draft strategy with defenders. I really just like to have two defenders that I want to play for the whole year. And then the other three, I honestly don't give a fuck about. 
Like, and I'm using that yeah. word strongly because <laughs> you are going to rotate the shit out of defenders yeah. and play the fixtures, 100%. play the waiver. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk Aston Villa. We have talked up their midfield, but their defense at the end of last year was very good. From pretty much the story since uh, Emery came in after Gerard, yeah, absolutely skyrocketed. It allowed Mings to finish with one thirty. Um, really solid returns. Um, from the centre backs, they've just brought in a new guy as well. Um, yeah, from Villarreal. Mm, yes, sure. fuck his name is they, Pau yeah. Torres. Yeah, Torres. Pau Torres and Emery's played with him before. Really likes him. Paid thirty-one mil for him. So you know, pretty penny. Diego Carlos was, I think, their record signing last season. Yeah, bit injury plagued. The pairing that finished the season well was Mings and Consa. And cash. And cash, but I'm talking about centre-back pairing. sorry. But now they've got that depth there. I just wonder who will end up being the favourite. Mings and Konza Mm. did such a good job and it seems like they're getting the nod in pre-season because Carlos is still a little bit fringe. Mm. Coming back from injury. Now with this Pau Torres guy, like... Plays for Spain. Yeah, he's, he's a really, really good player. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up holding that those centre-back positions. But in my mind, for now, it's going to be Mings and Konsa. They're going to stick with what was working. I Really, I, I was leaning towards Mings and Powell. Just because of the new signing, like, solid. Unless he's just looking for depth. I yeah, don't like, think he is looking for depth. I think he's looking for the future. But as we said before, the defenders are interchangeable. And we're talking about Villa here. So I think that... Powell could be one of those people that go early, but too early. Oh, yeah, because Konsa and Mings will probably start and then start out the gates later. and he'll come in. So he's probably one of those guys that might just play into form. You might see one of those centre backs be out for a mm. couple of weeks and then he's great because he's got great ball playing ability. Um, I think he's like six foot four or something. He's a giant. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. He's real big. And then I'm pretty handsome sure. Fella too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Emery goes, oh, and he's handsome. He's he like, fucking oh, is. get a room. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I think that was that was worth mentioning is that Villa defense. Yeah. I think the last defense, oh, it's probably two that we need to mention, is Everton and Everton. Palace. I was going to say Everton, yeah. And highlighting in particular Tarkowski. Once Daesh came in, it all changed for him. And yeah, in four of Dyche's last five full seasons as Burnley boss, the Clarets hit double figures for shutouts. Well, wow. five of six. Like he gets the defense shored up. Really While does. we might not be very excited about Everton attackers, defense wise, Tarkowski feels like, you know, the kind of the main man. It's one of the few Everton players I'd be happy having in my team. I know I'd agree with that. You know, as a, just a little bit of a specky, like Branthwaite is, I don't think he's got much competition out on, out on one of the sides. So um, I think he's definitely a, like an option. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I'm going to skip over. I'm not going to skip over Crystal Palace, but I'm just going to shout them out. Um, they ranked fourth for um, expected goals conceded, but 12th for clean sheets. Yeah. Quite achievers last year. They were. And look, I mean, looking at 
Gehi and uh, Mitchell, they sat on about 95, 93 points. But obviously there was a mixed season there. Mm. Um, you know, Hodgson coming in at the end and, you know, that was really a lot changed. They're just like your solid, consistent picks. Of- yeah, I think you'll get some starters, but I'm sure that they'll probably end up being fourth and fifth midfielders where you can swing them in and out based on fixtures. Mm. Um, yeah. Love it. Okay, I want to talk goalkeepers, boys. That's the only reason I'm rushing. I want to quickly get through these. Yeah. Um, look, and I think we'll just highlight maybe some of our consistent performers and then some of our – something of interest. Yeah. Allison. Yeah. One of our most – the most valuable keepers you can have, very consistent over the like five seasons he's had. Mm. The, and probably the number one keeper that will go first. He's, he seems to have ousted um, Edison in that in that competition. But we've seen a few others rise to the top in the last season. Yeah. Outside of the top four. I mean, Pope. Pope. We talked about Newcastle's clean sheet potential. I mean, he's a great keeper. He was out for a little while at the end of the season. Mm. Still got a... a Decent haul. I don't have the points in front of me, but... He got 157. 157 points. I mean, he's... He's only five behind Allison, And he's been such a consistent performer. This is not new. Pope Mm. is a great keeper. There's no doubt about it. Um, I would value him quite highly in almost the same bracket as Allison. I'd have to say that Ramsdale gets a shout in the top bracket as well this season, just for what we were saying earlier about bringing Declan Rice in. They've obviously strengthened defense as well, and... I think that Ramsdale has got to get a mention in that bracket. I think he deserves it too. The question is, Raya. Raya. I was hoping you'd bring that up. So What like, the that's fuck? A, that if you're a, Ramsdale right now, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 Really? You'd be like, he's number two, right, boss? Yeah. <laughs> boss? Boss? I'm number boss. one. Because that is a strong fucking second keeper. Yeah. I, d- I don't know why Raya would do that unless he thought he could be number one. <sighs> it's crazy. I mean, Ramsdale had his moments last year. Like he did, but I, f- I don't know if it was always his fault. There was a lot of problems going on at, on at Arsenal in those final 10, 12 games. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. That puts a little bit of a question mark over me. Like I wouldn't be picking him. Maybe as my first, Raya or Ramsdale. Like yeah, yeah. Either. I'd be. It throw me off picking one because then I'm like, okay, suddenly I'm now stuck playing with my second keeper pick. I think if you've got a late draft like we do and Raya has not gone, yeah. I don't think he's leaving. Yeah, I think that's a good point I think if he wait. starts... He's been rumoured away from the Prem too. Like it's not just mm. Arsenal interested. Like everybody's interested. Everyone's, yeah. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't be after what he's just showed yeah. us? Yeah, that that undoubtedly will be interesting. I I, I mean, I, the next one I kind of want to bring up is um, Kepa. Mm. He had a uh, 75.8 uh, save percentage, so... 3.23 saves per 90. He only finished on 118 points, but the back end of his season was really good. Yeah. And like, 29 games. So still missed a solid. Yeah. 118 points in a terrible Chelsea team. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think Chelsea's defense will be better than it was last it's, year. I mean, how could it get worse? Yeah, it couldn't. Um, so... I think he's, his name needs to be in contention. Mm. Uh, prediction for where his points could get to, I would not be surprised with more consistent starts to see him somewhere in the 140s. Yeah, they can get the 130, 140, I think. I think the, the main thing when we talk about keepers is 
you look at the spread of what they got last year from the first, the best keeper down to like maybe the 10th keeper, you're seeing probably like a 40 point difference. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy when you think about that compared to other positions and the fact that people are maybe going to focus on one good keeper and then not touch another till their last pick of the draft. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the keeper strategy is always interesting. That's where I find that a bit of a shout. Like, you don't need to panic and get Allison as your third pick, in my opinion. But what? Okay, like, he, yeah, of course not. Yeah, no, but like, some, but some people will see the number and go, "I want Allison. I want the best keeper." But mm. when you actually review the role of keepers and the spread of points, oh yeah, it's a wasted early draft pick, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I kind of understand that, and I do agree. Um, I do want to segue though with a little sneaky one that maybe the rookies will miss. Mm. So Lloris uh, is looking like he might be leaving. He still hasn't left. Mm. But they've signed a new guy. Uh, Vicario? Vicario. Yeah. 26-year-old um, from Serie A's, uh From Serie A, sorry. He had the fifth highest save percentage last season was 71.3%, which kind of rivaled a lot of what we just talked about. Mm. Um, whether they'll keep a lot of clean sheets under Ange is, you know something that we're not sure about yet because Ange does play very attacking football. Mm. Um, but it could be a good way into getting a keeper um, from a top six side, if you can call them that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get a lot of grief. Don't I know. They? I love giving it to them. But it could be an easy way in uh, to get that later in the draft. Yeah, that that's a good point. Look, we've spoken about Onana already. Um, I want to I talk about Leno. And I want to talk about Leno with a simple reason of I, I actually I saw this today about a rotation keeper option. So whether or not Raya stays at Brentford, the dream fixture uh, scenario, if if you can have the Brentford keeper and the Fulham keeper to go on rotation with their fixtures, it looks amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw it from a YouTuber today and then I looked up the fixtures and compared it and it's just, it's almost the dream scenario. As in like it's obvious when you would not play one and yeah. play the other. Yeah. Yeah, but is that, does that ever really work out? I, You know, it might not, but it was a very good point and, and I really liked it. It's something, for, it's something interesting for a new strategy. Mm. Boys, I think we've really touched on everything there. I mean, I we've had to go pretty quick there because there's so much information. But, yeah, I think we've highlighted a lot of the best uh, kind of options defensively uh, this year. Yeah. How do yes, you guys feel? I feel it's good and I think it's great because we've, we've – I'm just tooting our own horn here, but it's good because it's that reminder of you just need a couple of solid defensive picks and then the rest you can really let have that flexibility in your squad like mm. – maybe don't overanalyze the longer list of picks that further down. Because it'll probably change. Yeah. Change and... And it drops off from those 198 to Trippier down to 100 player like pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be dropping a lot of these players. So <sighs> maybe just uh, with all of those defenders... I won't have to talking drop about mine. ...is just look at the fixtures. Once you've drafted your, your, your two defenders... For your next three, just look at the really good fixtures for the first 10 weeks. I'm going to draft so good this year. Uh, you're going to be on a beach in Thailand. I don't think it's possible. I look for forward oh, they've got a great reception. I look forward to watching you <laughs> the not Wi-Fi there drop is any of your team. 
That's my strategy this year. Do you want to make a pledge to the... Based off what happened to me fucking last year, where I dropped Watkins and I fucking dropped like... It was a great... Oh, Grealish. I kept Foden the whole year. Jesus, it was painful though. March. Oh my God, it was fucking brutal. I should just say with the whole first lineup. I had Chili too. Chili didn't do that well. but he got 70 or something. Oh yeah, true. Ban yourself from drops this season. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. Fuck it. (laughs) All right, on that note, that's it for the D-Boys. Bye. <laughs> oh. Peace out. Oh, that was kind of creepy. Oh. Bye. Draft boys.